Travis Ryer of the BamaOnline.com staff with instant analysis following Alabama's 49-9 win over the Mississippi State Bulldogs Saturday night at Davis Wade Stadium in Starkville. Bounce back performance indeed for the Crimson Tide following the loss at Texas A&M a week ago. Alabama in emphatic fashion. 40-point winners on the road. Some of those road struggles seem to have been exercised in the short trip over to Starkville, Mississippi. Alabama in every phase of this game, dominant to say the least, starting with Bryce Young, 20 of 28, 348, four touchdowns, a strong rushing performance, turned out to be from a couple of backs. Brian Robinson, once again, workhorse for the better part of the game, the first three quarters especially, he had couple carries in the fourth quarter. His final carry of the game came with around 13 minutes left when he scored on the three-yard touchdown run to essentially put a little more icing on the Crimson Tide cake. But Roydell Williams with some nice stuff, both, again, uh, when you talk about what he can do as a backup, as a supporting guy to – to Brian Robinson, that was very promising once again. 11 carries, 78 yards for the second year back from Hueytown. And defensively, you just start with Will Anderson, right? Four sacks in the game for Will Anderson. Will Anderson, after a strong message early in the practice week coming off that loss to Texas A&M, I wrote about it in five predictions for this game on Friday there at BamaOnline.com. Would this team walk it? We heard talk. We had heard talk before this season, but would they come out and walk it on Saturday night? Will Anderson definitely walked it from a defensive perspective. And anytime Alabama's plus three in turnover margin, like it was with the two interceptions from Jordan Battle, an interception uh, early in the game from Josh Job to really spark things. But those two picks basically gave Alabama all the room it needed or went a long way in providing Alabama with the separation it needed in the game. Will Rogers, again, the numbers look pretty good for the Mississippi State quarterback. He throws for 300 yards on the number, but still under 5.3 yards per attempt. And that's sort of the bugaboo of this air raid offense. He did have a couple of explosive completions there in the second quarter just before the half to get Mississippi State within field goal range, but even that was a big part of the storylines for this game, right? You had red zone issues for Alabama a week ago. I know Alabama fans were extremely happy to see Brian Robinson muscling the football into the end zone from inside the five-yard line, Uh, but for Mississippi State, it was field goals, and so State settles for field goals. Alabama on the right end of red zone play this week, especially in comparison to a week ago, cashing in on its two red zone opportunities with two Brian Robinson touchdown runs. Meanwhile, State settling for field goals. And again, dominant performance across the board. Special teams, you got an explosive play from Jamison Williams on a kickoff return. Had another one, but of course you had a block in the back. Uh, Jalen Moody flagged for that infraction that it negated uh, an early return there in the second half. But what does Jamison Williams do? He just takes a 17, it was 15, 17-yard completion. It looked like it was going to be, and it turned into 75. So good to see Jamison Williams continue the explosive play production. What about John Mechie? First 
100-yard game of the season for the junior. 117 yards on seven catches. Got some nice production from Treshawn Holden as a fourth receiver, fifth receiver type in the game. Next guy in on the outside, Treshawn Holden emerging in that role. Uh, tight ends, once again, not really much of a factor. Cameron Latou, a couple of catch up, catchable balls went through his hands. He was targeted once there in the red zone in the second half. Wasn't able to uh, connect with Bryce Young, but Treshawn Holden can give you some of that as a bigger receiver. Three catches, 70 yards. Touchdown catch for him there in the fourth quarter. So four touchdown passes for Bryce Young in the game to four different receivers. And Young, again, masterful. Zach Arnett, the Mississippi State defensive coordinator, wrote about this, talked about this throughout the practice week. Not that Zach Arnett needs a lot of encouragement because he likes to bring pressure anyway, but after what he saw from Texas A&M, especially in the first half last Saturday night, you knew the blitz was going to be coming this week, and Bryce Young was outstanding. Alabama had some blitz beaters uh, in play there. You saw it really, really on three of the four touchdowns, I would say at least. You had, well, you had Mechie. Uh, on his on his catch and run there in the first quarter, um, you had Brian Robinson leaking out of the backfield there for a 51 yard touchdown grab, and uh, even Jamison Williams touchdown catch. Uh, he it, it wasn't an outright pressure, but Mississippi State was going to play, especially at that point in the game, trailing pretty big. They understood, or at least they thought, Alabama was going to look to just pound the rock for the duration of the second half. Really nice anticipation, I thought, by offensive coordinator Bill O'Brien and sort of expecting that. So on first down, he hits the middle once again, and with eight guys in the box and playing downhill, once Williams kind of made one cut, there wasn't much else to beat there. I guess it was John Mechie that was helpful to him. Jalil Billingsley was helpful to Brian Robinson on his touchdown. Slade Bolden helped out down the field with John Mechie on his touchdown. So good to see multiple guys contributing, even off the ball in some of those situations. Because as much as anything in recent years, that's been a staple of explosive plays for Alabama offensively. Guys blocking for one another. But again, the run game gives you 195 uh, nearly an even split between Roydell and Brian Robinson. Uh, Mechie with 117, Brian Robinson with 68 receiving yards, Treshawn Holden with 70, Jamison Williams with 77. So you had four guys with 68 or more receiving yards in the game. And third down, just devastatingly effective for this Alabama offense on Saturday night. 12 of 16. And sometimes you can blitz too much. You know, we all love to blitz. But sometimes an offense can get in rhythm against the blitz just as much as it can if a defense only rushes three. And that's what seemed like happened to the Mississippi State defense tonight. Alabama was ready for a lot of that, it seemed, and uh, really made the Bulldogs pay. So here's Mike Leach now. In three games as a head coach, the one game at Texas Tech against Alabama in the 2006 Cotton Bowl, and then last year and this year, Mike Leach 
his teams in 12 quarters of action against Alabama, one touchdown. One. That's it. These last two games, what is it, 90 to 9 last year and this year? So, and while Mississippi State threw for 300 yards in the game Saturday night, minus one yard rushing. So, still, Mississippi State ends up coming up short of 300 total yards in the game. So, you wanted a bounce back performance. You wanted to see what type of chin, what type of resiliency this Alabama team had. I think we found out on Saturday night. You heard from Nick Saban following the game. I think Nick's charge now, and you heard it even in some of his comments, that was very impressive. The best 60 minutes of football, in his opinion, that Alabama has played this year. But can you sustain it coming up with Tennessee at last check, Tennessee and Ole Miss in a great game up at Neyland Stadium? 31-26 uh, at last check. Yeah, and some of you folks, you know, you wanted to see Bryce run it more. And, uh, you know, Bryce had uh, – it was 18 yards, but he had the 13-yard touchdown run. It looked like he was going to get in. Some nice footwork down there on the sideline near the goal line. Initially was ruled a touchdown. Uh, was later overturned. Uh, but Bryce doing some more things maybe with his feet. He's not going to be Jalen Hurts. That's not going to happen. Uh, and, and he was sacked twice tonight. I thought probably on one of those it was a situation where he probably had a check down he could have got to, and he didn't. But two sacks, five tackles for loss for Mississippi State in the game. You can live with that kind of number, especially when your, de- when your defense is producing seven sacks and nine tackles for loss. And again, Will Anderson, just really from the outset, helped set the tone for that Alabama defense. So what do you got for me this evening out there, Alabama fans? I know a lot of you are uh, you're sort of scattered right now between Braves, right? Braves at last check, 2-2 in the ninth at Truist Park. Really need to get that W. Don't want to burn a Max Freed start in this series uh, without a win. So need to get this done late night in Atlanta. And then, of course, Tennessee and Ole Miss as well. Marco says Bryce looked good running the ball tonight, and he thinks if he adds 10 or 15 more pounds, the SEC is in trouble. I don't know if Bryce is going to add 15, but he's only 19 years old, so you know maybe he could do it. Maybe he could do it. He's not going to be a 10 to 15 carry a game guy, though. He isn't going to be Matt Corral right now. He's not going to be Hendon Hooker. Yeah, that was a tough one for Will Rogers, Rod, I'll, I'll agree with you there. I give Will Rogers a hell of a lot of credit, man. Um, that It was like a one-two punch on Battle's interception return for a touchdown there. He took a shot from Battle on his throwing shoulder at about the goal line. And then not that far, not too long after that, he gets that right shoulder driven into the turf by Christian Harris. And it did not look good. I didn't think the guy would finish the game. So there you go. Okay, we got a Braves walk-off. I'm being informed now. All right. Well, there you go. That's a little better Saturday night than last week, right? Kind of a tough Saturday night last week. Alabama, Texas A&M, and then um, you had Deontay Wilder in the fight last week. With Tyson Fury, that was a tough one for Title Town that that Saturday night. 
So the Braves do get it done, win game one of that NLCS. Yeah, Jason, I, I don't, again, I, I don't think Bryce is going to be uh, a prolific runner. Richard loved the intensity tonight, and I agree, Richard. It really started from the outset, and um, I think the message, at least for this week, was received. And give guys like Will Anderson credit because a lot of guys can get up and talk. A lot of guys can say things. Um, but if your best players aren't bringing it on a consistent basis, it's going to fall flat. Well, that's not a problem with Will Anderson, as we talked about before. It's not just that he's one of the um, one of the better defensive players in all college football. He brings it brings it every day. Will Anderson does. Yeah, I thought Trey Sanders. Look, it was great to see all these guys get in the football game in the fourth quarter. Yes, I was pulling for Brian Robinson to get to that 100-yard mark. That was one of my five predictions for the game, that Brian Robinson would become the first Alabama player since Derrick Henry in 2015 to rush for 100 yards in three straight games. But you got Trey Sanders some good work. You got Roy Dell Williams some good work. Defensively, you played a ton of guys. You got your second OL in there. You got Paul Tyson in there. Trayshawn Holden catches a touchdown pass. It's good for morale. You know, we can talk about intensity and doing the right things on a daily basis and having that energy that you got to have. But, you know, if you're not playing in games, it's tough. It's human nature. And so when you're able to get guys in games like tonight for essentially a full quarter, you know what's probably going to be better this week than it's been for a while now at Alabama? It's probably going to be a little more pep in those scout teams and those backups and those reserves that you count on extensively to help get your first group, your first 25 to 30 players ready on a weekly basis. So from a morale perspective – it's developmental perspective, it's good too. But morale, it's it's good for your locker room. It's good for your program, especially with a lot of young guys. <laughs> a lot of folks are just happy to see Alabama run the ball inside the 10. You know, I like the first rushing touchdown because it basically was, to me, I talked about it earlier in the week and what Saban said and what we think it means back on Monday It just seems to me if they go from under center and they go strong or unbalanced to the left and they put Robbie Oots at fullback and they run left from inside the five, if you do that four times, that's going to be tough to stop. Yeah, Nicholas, we did instant analysis last week. Win or lose, we're here. We did it. It took a little bit of time to get the audio up to the podcast, the Bama Online podcast, on Sunday – uh, but we were right here. We were right here live. We were uh, we were sort of a uh, venting outlet for some Alabama fans last Saturday. A little different vibe this week. So what else do we have before we uh, before we get out of here on a Saturday night? Young players with opportunities in the game. Again, that second offensive line, you saw Damian George at right tackle. J.C. Latham working at right guard. And uh, Seth McLaughlin at center. You had uh, Tommy Brown at left guard. You had Amari Kite at left tackle. 
So a lot of guys with a lot of action. Um, you saw some of the linebacker level overturn, turnover there in the fourth quarter. Good to see Shane Lee out there, Jalen Moody out there. Um, in the secondary, you saw Kool-Aid McKinstry able to get Jalen Armour Davis even some work at the star position. And we told you all week, as it typically is the case against the Air Raid, was going to be a big game for the dime package. And for the most part, I thought they did a pretty good job. You had the sequence there in the second quarter. Uh, you gave up the, the the deep ball with Jalen Armour Davis in coverage uh, late in the second quarter. And then State hits Alabama, hits Josh Job for about 20 more on the next snap. But you did the job you needed to do in the uh, – you did the job you needed to do there in the uh, in the red zone to force a field goal. <laughs> um, Nicholas asking me if I think Trey Sanders should get more reps. He feels like this is the Ben Davis conversation from a, a while back. Look, you know, with – Trey, it's been the injury stuff more than anything. If not for these last two years of injuries, I have no doubt in my mind Trey Sanders would be playing more right now. So uh, it's been this continual comeback mode that he's been forced to sort of take on, and uh, he looked good tonight. He does some things instinctively. I don't think there's any doubt about it that you love in a back, and uh, I think when the time is absolutely right for him to be more of that guy, that's that's what he'll be. So what were some of the biggest sequences in this game? Well, I mean, when you really look at it, right, you talk about scoring sequences – uh, the battle interception, the 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 non-offensive touchdown, was it 87 games now, I guess, under Nick Saban, something like that, that uh, Alabama has produced non-offensive touchdowns. Certainly, uh, Jordan making a nice play on the ball. It's really good to see an Alabama safety, right, make a play on the football like that. And I thought Alabama, in terms of – this is interesting hearing from Nick Saban after the game, too. In terms of assignments and things like that, Whereas you think of Mississippi State as this wide open, spread out passing attack and make you cover more width of the field and things like that. So it's got to be tougher to defend and say tighter formations. When you think about it, Texas A&M caused more issues for Alabama a week ago with tighter formations because of pre-snap motion and things like that than Mississippi State does with Mike Leach because whereas the yes they do spread the field there's not as much pre-snap motion um, they don't give you as Nick Saban said sort of the multiples in the different things you have to be able to cover typically if you're the more talented team and you've got more talent on defense than say Mike Leach has and I know there's there's a part of it that says, well, Mike Leach does a hell of a job typically with undermanned teams. Well, he does. What Mike Leach does well, if the talent is similar or, or a little bit below, he typically wins those games. And then he'll mix in a game like Texas A&M a couple Saturdays ago. That really doesn't make a lot of sense, especially on the road, but he'll, he will pull those off occasionally. But if you have vastly more talent 
than he does on offense, you shouldn't have to do a whole lot on defense. And Nick Saban postgame tonight basically said that. It was easier to defend, easier to prepare for what they were going to get tonight. You know, mix up the pass rush, uh, but not really blitz a whole lot. Play more zone. You know, if we're in cover two, play cover two. Um, and tackle in space. Alabama's tackling tonight was okay. You know, because you knew Mississippi State's backs, as much as anything, were going to be a big part of this passing game for the Bulldogs. And Jaquavius Marks, and when you look at uh, Dylan Johnson, those are the two primary backs for State. They combined to catch nine passes tonight for 47 yards. I mean, that's five yards a catch. And then, again, in the rushing game, there's really not it's negligible what State even attempts to do. Wayne, I would say that Brian Robinson qualifies as a big physical back. He's 6'1", 228 pounds, and certainly thrives between the tackles. Um, you know, Jalston Fowler, Eddie Lacy, uh, some of the backs you mentioned, certainly. You always want to recruit those kind of guys, but there's also the part of the game now where can you catch it and can you run with it after the catch? Not that those guys couldn't do that. Eddie and Jalston certainly could. Uh, Nudie was Nudie was kind of a tweener, though. He wasn't really a tailback, but he wasn't really a fullback. He was very valuable. Uh, ended up playing in the National Football League for a handful of years. Uh, same with Eddie, but... Um, now, these aren't small backs. I mean, if you watched, came against a little bit of probably a fatiguing defense tonight, but if you watched Roydell Williams when he got consistent opportunities there later in the game, he was delivering some blows. Now, he's not 225 pounds, but that doesn't mean he can't run uh, with power. Yeah, that's interesting about Jerome Ford. Good for him at Cincinnati, you know. Good for Jerome Ford. Four touchdowns today for the Natty in the win over uh, Central Florida. Cincinnati going to be number two in the polls this week? What about Iowa, man? What about Iowa at home today? 24-7 losers to Jeff Brom in the Boilers of Purdue. I told my oldest, told my son a little bit earlier, and, and this isn't, I love the 2005 Alabama team, but Iowa at number two, had a little bit of a Alabama 2005 feeling at two or three, right? Just kind of felt inevitable at some point. The party was going to come to an end, but hey, give Alabama credit. It didn't come to an end at home against a uh, a team like Purdue, a Mississippi State or something like that. Anything else before we get out of here, gang? If not, we're going to wrap it up. As always, we appreciate you taking the time to join us here post-game. We'll have continuing coverage of Alabama 49, Mississippi State 9 on Saturday night. We'll continue to take you through that throughout the weekend. And look, the schedule right now, Alabama doesn't go on the road again until the Iron Bowl. That's nuts, right? Tennessee coming up. Next Saturday night at Bryant-Denny Stadium, bye week. What about LSU knocking off Dan Mullen in Florida, 49-42 earlier today? That game takes on a little bit more of a shine, although I think LSU 
goes to Ole Miss next week. So that could change things a little bit depending on the outcome of that game. Uh, and then you talk about uh, New Mexico State, of course, uh, in Tuscaloosa, Arkansas losers again, this time to Auburn in Fayetteville early on Saturday. That's a big win for Auburn. Bo Nix suddenly playing some good football on the road. Averaged over 12 yards per pass attempt in that win. Arkansas usually doesn't give it up like that through the air, uh, but it happened on Saturday. So we talked about Arkansas a couple of times, too, in terms of what is that team really going to look like come late November. That's always been the concern for Arkansas, and here it is just the middle of October, and the Razorbacks have dropped, uh, what is it, three straight now. Razorbacks looked a little looked a little road-weary coming off those trips to Arlington and Athens and uh, Oxford last week. So it sets up nicely for Alabama with the home games, with the bye week coming up in a couple weeks, and uh, just take care of business. Continue to improve. Georgia looked good once again on Saturday, but there's still a ceiling, I think, for Georgia offensively. As great as that defense is, um, there's still the potential for that team to have some problems when, and it will, it will get pushed into the 20s by someone on the offensive side of the ball. And then we'll see. We'll see if Georgia can uh, answer that. Anyway, a lot of fun here on Instant Analysis, as always. Again, this will upload to the Bama Online Podcast, so if you missed some of it, or maybe you missed it all, you can find it at the Bama Online Podcast, if you haven't already. How about a subscription to the Bama Online Podcast? Leave us a rating and a review while you're there. We would greatly appreciate that as well. Until next time, Travis Schreier thanking you for joining us. Take care, everybody.